How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com gift. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. And now, it's time to talk telly with the best TV trio since Anton Deck Dish Bruce. It's time for Luke, for Luke Gary, Gary and Matt with the Custard TV Podcast. It's the Custard TV Podcast for the final day in September. We can only assume that will mean October is just around the corner. And that's based on 30 years of experience in months. Um, my name is Luke. I run the website. The website being thecustardtv.com. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk news, TV, repute, repuse, previews and reviews, that is. Put together. Put your teeth in, Luke, will you? <laughs> it's like you've been doing this for 49 weeks. Yeah, um, and uh, as I can't speak, let alone um, do this on my own, I have two other people joining me in what can only be described as a very male-orientated podcast, uh, including Matt. We have Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Matt's turn to wear the dress then and be the, be the type it, of well, woman? I think it should. Well, be. no, it's quite slimming. I'm going to leave it on. Oh, okay, fair enough. The compliments I've had about my hips. Do you remember when, week, just, yeah. just talking about, about the fact this is Podcast 49, I seem to remember that around Podcast number two, we both did it in our shorts. Do you remember that? Yeah, then were the days. Yeah. Were the, I'll tell you what, you wouldn't like my legs today. They're not the legs they were on <laughs> Podcast number two. <laughs> I just thought that oh, well, that occurred to me. Hi, hi, by the way, listeners. That's Gary, and uh, joined as always by Token Northerner, Matt. Hey, up. <laughs> That's his catchphrase. Hey up, that's the catchphrase. <laughs> that's my northern catchphrase. That's my northern contribution to the podcast. You know you're only here to, hey up, sort of appeal to a, you're only here to sort of appeal to a northern demographic. Yeah, all four of them. What, yeah. it's more like it's more like, you know, having someone that fills a quota rather than a I'm the demo, yeah, I'm podcast. here for the demographic. I'm the bo- I'm yeah. the uh, box ticker, as they call them. Yeah, I'm, or a here, I'm only here for the league. <laughs> Um, <laughs> news reviews and previews. BBC Three. I'm on a roll now in recommissioning the worst comedies they've ever put on television. Uh, Some girls starts again tonight on BBC Three. It was uh, already on iPlayer for a week, um, and quite frankly, should have stayed there. Uh, <laughs> if you want to hear what Matt thinks about it, he, I, first of all, let's both of us. Can we clap, Matt, please? Because oh, okay. I made him watch it now. And you make him watch it again, did you? Well, no, the second series, I wanted a rematch. Stab back internet. Oh! So, <laughs> I, st- I yeah, still so. can't see properly. I watched it earlier today and my eyes still haven't recovered. What were you doing while you were watching it? Poking himself just, in the eye. I was just watching it. <laughs> that's, that's bad enough. Okay, uh, so we won't talk any more about that because it doesn't deserve our time. No. What does deserve your time is to 
to read Matt's uh, review of the first episode of Series 2 as to whether it is it's not somewhat as, improved. It's not as full of vitriol as my first one, I have to say, mm. so... Oh, maybe the yeah, trolls won't arrive this time, then. Uh, f- FX. Well, hold on, hold on. I haven't talked about, haven't talked about what, we're, what that's there for. I spoke about home girl, uh, some girls. Badults is also back for the second series. God knows why. I just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, they've also recommissioned Sweat the Small Stuff with um, Grim- oh, Grimshaw, Grimshaw, which is coming back very soon. Grimace. God knows what's going on there. They used to be, I mean, I remember documentaries from BBC3 like R Ward and things. They still do good documentaries, though. They did that they recent do, one. They do, but they're just, they're hidden. Mm. They did that Northern Ireland. They mental health that. series, didn't mm. they? So, oh, I enjoyed that. Yeah. And as I say, Petrol but, Bombs and Peace was a good one as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they've also got one called Slags and Stag Do's coming up as well. So I think, you know, yeah. it's all across it's the board. It's a mixed, stuff. yeah. It's a mixed, yeah. yeah it's, it's a mixed bag, yeah. BBC3. Uh, but it is a terrible channel for comedy. Uh, FX, actually saying that, I really keep bad enjoying education. bad education. Yeah. Uh, are you up to date on that? Yeah, guy? I've seen episode five. As have I. Still good. Still good. Still Although I'm still it. missing the other woman. Michelle Gomez. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it seems a little there. lacking without her. Although the new protagonist is quite good. And the introduction of Harry no, Enfield, brilliant. Though there is no official UK channel pickup as of yet, FX has reviewed the, renewed their version of The Bridge for a second series. Now, we also got The Tunnel, which is the UK version of The Bridge coming on Sky Atlantic. And I think, Do you think I FX, think this is why a channel, bridge... will pick this up? No, I think this is why The Bridge hasn't been picked up in the UK, because The channel, the Tunnel is going to be on Sky Atlantic. Obviously, the BBC will be showing The Bridge Season 2, the Danish, sorry, the Swedish-Danish version. So I don't think The Bridge will actually get a UK... We could, I'm racking my brains to think who would do it. I don't think Channel 4 will. What about um, FX in the UK, the Fox? No, hmm. I, I don't... I, I, my, my inside sources there say they're not interested in it. Alibi? Also, Maybe, but I've seen the first episode. Um, I, 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 I've seen that. Um, it's not bad, but if you've seen The Bridge, the, 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 the sort of the Danish-Swedish one, that's better, so... I'm looking forward to the tunnel because it's got Stannis Baratheon in it out of uh, out of uh, Game of Thrones. He's a very good actor, and the um, woman out of who is Fleur de Clure in the Harry Potter films. Indeed, and I quite like the idea. I think in this country, a British French sort of connection will work quite well, and it's being shown in France on on another channel over there as well. As we're talking about French connections, it's worth mentioning as well that the US have commissioned a remake of French zombie drama. The, t- uh, the, the, the returned. returned. The returned. The returned. I found now. The, this um, tells me a lot about American producers. The the French playing the French version or the original version, I should say. Sorry, on Channel Four was perhaps a risk, but a risk that paid off. Yeah, and paid off well. Can't the US do that? Why but can't? Aren't the US we remaking do that? it as well? Mm. Not, not officially. Not officially. Oh yeah, we will. We will. As I, don't, as I, get I my... don't know if the Americans actually have got into like things like the killing and the bridge and and Borgen and things like that. I think you're right. I think they've remade them rather than show them. I don't mm. know if there's channels over there like they PBS are showing or... Borgen because I've read American reviews of that. So they oh, okay. Seen... But but I think you know we're such a through television we are a more connected world nowadays really and I, I think the US could cope with the French version I really do you know if they've got to put they, subtitles the Ameri- occasionally Ameri- on broad yeah church, Americans are stupid 
though, Luke. Move on. The Americans repaid the French film that it was based on, or that the book, you know, that the original the series was kind of grown out of. Uh, and I've got that saved somewhere. Somebody sent me a link for it. So I would hope that they'd be interested in doing it, but who knows? We shall see. Only time and TV will tell. Um, Channel 4, uh, they've re- they have uh, recommissioned some of their 8pm sh- uh, shows like Secret Eaters will be back for a third series and Super Size vs. Super Skinny will be back for an eighth. Uh, also, we can marvel at the wonders of Dr. Christian's shirts and watch them strobe uh, for a whole hour. It's just bizarre. Um, no another idea. show that I loathe with every ounce of my being. <laughs> I will never at all fathom its popularity. I think, I think the scripts are terrible. I think the acting is even worse. I think it's incredibly when, yeah, when Bradley Walsh is the best thing in the drama, you know you're in trouble. He's the best thing about the chase, but I mean, fair enough. Uh, Law and Order UK is to return for an eight-part series. Keep your applause. It won't be until 2014. Oh, okay. time to go out and buy a gun. It, uh, it, to, to, be fair, to be fair, you, no. you berate this. It has an audience. People who like... are they? Old so... people. Who if you tell me you're if people you ta- who if can't meet... find the remote. Yeah. Yes, people who have big sofas. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to step away for a minute. Oh. The people who Nirvana who watch this. In Gary's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. That smelled like Teen Spirit to me. The people who I watch like... Lord Order UK, I do not want to know you as people. I really don't. Um, Jessica Finley Brown of uh, Downton Abbey uh, is going to be starring in Jamaica Inn, a brand new three-part adaptation from the White Queen writer Emma Frost. It also stars Matthew McNulty soon to be of the series 2 of the Paradise, and Ben Daniels, who actually was originally in the first series of Law and Order UK. Nice. Nice tie-in. Uh, Matt Willis, I'll just say that again, Matt Willis. Didn't we talk uh, about him last cast. week? We probably did. We're quite we were talking yeah, about Emma Willis. We were talking yeah. about Emma Willis. Yeah. Yeah. You... Well, people, please stop talking about Busted, because... <laughs> They keep they keep getting commissioned in TV shows. Uh, Abby, um, Matt Willis is to uh, play Garth, who I believe from memory was Linda Robson's son. Yeah. In in um. Well, oddly, in the remake. oddly, Pauline Quirk's son will be playing Linda Robson's other son in in the series as well. That's bizarre, isn't it? Uh, he also played uh, their sons in a, in a stage version, though. So I don't think it's so odd. Matt Willis, though, Buster will be. In Birds of a Feather, which is being remade with all three of the original female cast uh, in the spring, and you'll see it on your telly in the spring on ITV. Abby Morgan, formerly of The Hour, as to write a brand new BBC drama series. Award-winning Abby Morgan. And Emmy as well. No, Abby. Abby. Oh, yeah. Emmy award-winning. Oh, sorry, I thought Matt was correcting me. No, 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 no. Uh, No, I do that when Gary speaks. Is to write a new BBC One drama. BBC One drama, I hear you say. Uh, uh, it's called River. Uh, but it's called River in bigger letters than we've got it written down here. I don't quite know why it's River with such big an impact on letters, like, but it is. is river. It river! Yeah. I, s- I read a very interesting article, which you were, if you're TV lovers like Matt, Gary and I, you should really read. It's from uh, Boyd Hilton of Heat magazine. And Robin Parker of Broadcast wrote a very interesting article about why we should shout more about the drama we make. And they do sort of feel that 
the BBC have given Abby this series uh, as a sort of sorry we didn't mean to axe the hour so soon sort of thing um, and some part of me wonders whether that is the case uh, but I'm glad because I think she's a strong talent and I'll be interested to see River when it arrives next year has uh, not started filming yet we've got no news on cast uh, but my guess would be I could just see Trevor Eve shouting River oh God, yeah. at some point and now I've said it he will be cast because that happens on this podcast that's right. Uh, I could just see Trevor Eve also being one of the coaches on The Voice. <laughs> no, uh, too late. Tune in next week when uh, we find out that to be the case as well. Replacing replacing um, Seal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, news, reviews and previews. News done. Reviews in the capable northern hands of Matt Donnelly. Hello. Um, yes, yeah, so... Uh, Saturday night kicked in for the autumn this week. We had the uh, first Saturday night of X Factor versus Strictly. I believe Strictly won in the ratings. I'm not 100% yeah, sure. Yeah, it did. It Why started that? earlier, though, mm-hmm. didn't it? Yeah. But they didn't. Over- yeah. They only had a five-minute overlap, so they didn't really... You know, you yeah. could have watched both. Well, there was two Strictly shows, wasn't there? There was Friday night after, and then Saturday night. Yeah. So we'll start with Strictly, then. Um... This was the first series, the first uh, double bill, as Gary said, Friday and Saturday, where we got to see the couples together for the first time. I think everybody sort of did as well as we'd expect. Obviously, the strongest performances yeah. came from Abby Clancy and um, Natalie Gamedi and Rachel Riley. Yeah. yeah, the only stop stamping over me, Luke, please. Uh, the only surprise <laughs> was uh, as that's, what, that's what that's what Dave's partner probably said. Yeah. Waterloo Roads. Uh, Mark Benton, who uh, I reckon will be this year's Lisa Riley, the sort of surprise <laughs> of the thing. You know, he he provided the entertainment. He sort of acted his way through his tango this week. It'd be interesting to see him do the Latin dance, as Gary alluded to. Dave Myers of the Hairy Bikers, he had his cha uh, cha this week and sort of um, yeah. That's what it was, was it? Yes. And obviously, uh, the other sort of uh, outside outside bets of um, Tony Jacqueline, Deborah Mead, and Vanessa Feltz were all sort of predictably. They were I kind mean, of given quite easy. Yeah, dance. I, I, I suppose like Deborah wasn't too bad. She messed up about halfway through, but she looked like you know. I mean, Robin is one of the better professionals in my mm. opinion, and he's. Can a, he's I mean, I he just... got. Yeah, go, go on. on. Now, can I just mention that one of my tweets about Dave the Hairy Biker got featured in the Telegraph blog that they do um about about strictly and it was my comment that i said that uh, dave looks like he's turned up for um let's dance for comet relief rather than strictly come dancing and i think i think he's going to be out pretty soon yeah no i think dave will stay i think the first to be out will probably be tony jacklin i think um uh, he did i don't know I, it just depends who they do and don't like as well i mean at this point the ju- it's not all about the judges, really. There is the public vote as well. So I think like, the public were warm to Dave. I think I think it will be between Tony Jacklin and Deborah Meaden to go out first, personally. Oh, I think that and, and, and another Twitter comment. I did make the bet at the pre- in the show where they chose the partners that I'm betting that Bruce does a twerk joke. And he did it Friday night about ten minutes into the show. So I don't win anything for that. Though. Any Luke, any, anything to add? The only thing I would add is I didn't watch Strictly. <laughs> but, no, no. <laughs> well, I have a story to... There's a story to go with this, right? I didn't watch Strictly. Uh, but I, I did go over for a big sort of family occasion on, on Sunday. 
and everyone had seen Strictly and loved it. So, but that still doesn't make me want to tune in. I don't understand the 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 appeal of it at all, and I don't think I ever will. What is the appeal of it for you? I mean, I I wasn't really sort of anticipating it this that much this year because of the sort of the lineup was quite uninspiring this year. I thought, and I said the same to you. But I think you sort of get into the you know the sportsmanship of it all and the sort of uh, you know the um, the community aspect. I suppose you know everyone's in it together, and it's it's sort of got that old fashioned Saturday night. TV feel about it still, even though like Bruce Definitely. is a bit rubbish. Even though Bruce is a bit rubbish now, I mean you've got the production values and you've got the. It's just a nice. It's just a nice program, and it's not cynical, and and I just you know it's just an enjoyable watch. And I think if like me, you've been watching it for you know years and years now, you know the professional dancers a bit, and you know you know who's the better sort of teacher, and it's interesting to see who they get every year. I think maybe people coming to it fresh. I mean, Gary, you you only watched it started watching it last year, didn't you? Uh, no, I think I watched a little bit the year before, but oh, I certainly from the beginning. This was the first yeah, year I yeah. watched it from the beginning. So, and are you going to stick with it? Yeah, I think I will. I, I I must admit, a little bit like Bake Off, I'm looking at all the contestants, thinking, oh, maybe I should give it a few weeks. But then you lose yeah. some of that narrative, and you lose that. As you say, people, I don't necessarily think that the two people that finish top this week are going to win it because my experience of these programs is it's about those who go on a journey and they're kind of already there. So it could well be a, a Mark Benson, you know, that wins if he goes through that journey. I think at the moment I would say uh, Rachel Riley, maybe, because she's not perfect, but she can get there quite quickly, I think. Um, maybe, maybe. Or my outside bet would be uh, Patrick Robinson from um, Casualty. Uh, I think he's one broken hamstring away from falling over, though. He looked absolutely shattered and spoke about his knees. I think he looked primed for dropping out at about week four. Yeah. Still talking about dancing, people. Yep. Still okay. talking about dancing. Okay, moving on Let's move to... on to singing. Yes. Uh... <laughs> yeah, let's... So yeah, the X Factor boot camp. Obviously, we previewed this twist a few weeks ago after Luke had seen some of it at the um, at the screening. Uh, the four categories we knew that. Uh, so Louis had the boys, uh, Nicole had the girls, Sharon had the overs, Gary had the groups, and what we got was the six chairs on the stage, and there was only uh, obviously six spots in each judge's house. Everyone sung. People who were good enough got a seat, but they not always kept the seat um, and what do we think of the twist I'll go to Gary first I didn't like it I, I don't agree with people that I mean I know that um, several people have gone to Twitter and Facebook and said it was inhumane and I didn't think it was inhumane inhumane I mean, <laughs> inhumane somebody put it was inhumane to make them to make people sit down thinking they were safe and then for others to have to come out I just think it it got I mean particularly the one that got me and I, I haven't watched all of Sunday nights was the one on Saturday night where the poor girl that looks like Lisa Loeb came out and was crying from the <laughs> very incredible reference, reference. Uh, she was crying before she even got on stage it adds extra levels of nervousness to the contestants that I don't think they needed there's enough pressure on them in one front of an I, audience one thing I didn't like was the fact that the the uh, musicians, the live musicians, only seem to have learnt about five songs. So we heard mm. Clown by Emily Sande at least four yeah, times. Yeah. And I, I'd rather go blind, which by the end I'd rather go deaf. Respect. Than yes. I think and... I heard Respect twice. Sorry? 
R-E-S-P-R-E-S-P-C-T-T. I want to dance with somebody. There was like, there was only about five or six songs that the yeah. musicians had learned, and they went over and over them again. And I don't, I didn't like that. I didn't mind. I mean, I I was a sort of apathetic to the twist. I I mean, it didn't need to happen. But at the end of the day, you know, they've got to cut these down to six anyway, so they they may as well do it in a different way than they normally do. I mean, only six people Any- are. Anybody get... who thought giving Louis Walsh a, a live television and or not live television a camera and having to choose between two things clearly has never seen the X Factor yeah. before. And, Lu- and that Louis... is as annoying as it can get. Louis Walsh uh, trying to pick six young boys to say, take to Saint Tropez with him next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got six tickets, boys. <laughs> I, I think that Alejandro had a lucky escape because he could have ended up as Louis Walsh's cabana boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Did you hear who's going um, to the houses as well? The celebrities yeah. going I mean, to the houses. I mean, so fly run Louis through got a, Louis's got a small army going with him. He's got what? Shame from Westlife. Yeah. And Natalie <sighs> from All Saints and Sunita. Yeah. Everyone oh, else has God. only got the one. All Louis. All Louis. Are they, are they uh, going as hell the villain for the boys? <laughs> yeah. Can I just say, I think all the criticism about. Because um, uh, Gary's absolutely right. Inhumane was one of the was it phrases Craig that was thrown out. Yes, it, it was. was he, yeah, I knew I'd seen I it. think it's quite inhumane himself, anyway. Yeah. Um, also, uh, a, lot, a lot of people uh, said it was cruel. A lot of people thought it was, you know, just just a shame to see all these young people in tears. I, I look at it particularly... Well, I've, I've started to look at it, particularly this year, as a as a piece of television entertainment. And as a piece of television entertainment, I was sucked in. I was interested. You, you're going to remember it, aren't you? You're going to remember it yeah. more than other boot camps where people just sung and, and then they were eliminated at the end. The people who are saying it's inhumane and cruel, these people are going to be cut down again hmm. to three. They're going to be more, on the next more crying next week. Yeah. Um, well, we know... So, and the thing is, we know what happens with them because we know it's the, uh, you know, the, they, I mean, they don't take them to their, the one that, the bit that I did used to love was when they made them go home to their family and then, oh yeah, oh, I, yeah, didn't, yeah. I didn't make it. Or that, waiting, at the, air, yes, waiting I did. at the airport. Yeah, or, 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 you know, behind a Coldplay track, normally trouble. Um, mm. and, uh, but they've got rid of that and now you've got this kind of, it's a bit, it is a little bit I think it's, with, I think it's, I think it's clever of them to, uh, mm. to have, Evolved it into something different One after more ten thing years. As well, I, I, and it was nothing to do with the twist. Was the way they laid out these two episodes? The fact that they did the Sharon's category over two nights. I don't know why they had to just why they couldn't say you know two, two categories on Saturday, two categories on Sunday. I would like to ask you both as well because something that occurred to me: all of Sharon's category, that overs category, is completely irrelevant to the modern music scene. If you were the X Factor or, or someone in charge of the X Factor, would you say we don't need that over? The only one I would say was sort of relevant in a different way, sort of maybe to the rest of them, would be that is it Zoe, the jazz singer? Because there are there are singers like that in the charts, and certainly sort of, you know like a Radio Two. Um, I can I can appreciate that not everyone is is going to be in the top forty. Can I just but connect? If, but, the, but if the, the idea of this X Factor is to have people that are going to be relevant. I could see, I, what I'm saying is I could see that Zoe, I could see her selling records, I could see her winning, but I, if you're yeah. talking about, if you're talking about the Sam Baileys and the Shelley Smiths, then I totally agree with you. 
Exactly. Yeah. That's it's the boy who so would, you, would you abolish the the, uh, the over twenty five category? Well, no, I'd, I'd abolish putting that sort. You know, those two ladies Cabaret. that I I just mentioned, that sort of singer, and maybe look for more grown up voices. You know, like like the maybe like jazz singers who who aren't mm. maybe in the in the unders. You know, in the girls or boys, you tend to get more poppy. Mm. I mean, you've got your rocker this year as well with Joseph Whelan, but I just don't think he's very strong. I, oh, I, you irritated the yeah, hell out of yeah. me. Yeah, and I, I, I like... I mean, I would have put one of the tenors of rock in over him. I liked them. Um, just just a random member out of that, because they, they had proper sort of rock vocals, and again, I could see... Now, like, what the hell are visa issues? Well, I don't know. Is that the name, is that <laughs> the name of one of Louis' bands that didn't work? No, no honestly, that... that that group that's been on it twice now rough and copy. left because of fees. Yeah, rough well, copy. They're one of them's got because... a bit of a naughty record. Yeah, what, a criminal past. Or maybe yeah. they, maybe there are they are from a, a different country. Have come over here on a mm. on a visa, on a type of visa which doesn't allow them then to travel out. Sort that before you go on the X Factor. Yeah, though, especially please. if you go well, back on time, again a second time. Yeah, having visa issues last year. I think what it was is that they they were trying. What I got from what they were saying was. They tried to sort it out, so if they had got through, but they, the the fact was that at the last minute they realised that even if they had got through, it wouldn't be ready in time for the for the judges' houses when they were. So, mm. and it's a shame because Gary Barlow's judges' house last year was in this country. So, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not even allowed to come to Gary's without a good visa. No. Oh, not me, not like Barlow, not me. Oh <laughs> right, no, no, sorry. <laughs> Uh, yes. So, uh, anything else to add on X Factor? Well, is, is, is next? So next week we've got well, look, judges' houses. What for one week or two? Do one, we know? Yeah, one. one week. Fine. So one. we're we're only two weeks away from live shows. Hurrah! Uh, yeah, hurrah to live shows. Really? Do you remember last year? I, I, ha- well, I have to say as well. I don't know if it's the lack of audition shows, but there's a fair few people on those those shows over the weekend. Who I either didn't remember or hadn't yeah, seen ever. There were there were a couple. Well, that's there. why I want to get to the live shows because at least you get a bit of familiarity. And I would say as well, one positive is that there isn't, as you were saying, you know, no solely roots this year. There isn't a comedy contestant. There oh, are. Well, there few, will be. There are there a few somebody. cabaret acts, as as Luke said, but I can sort of live with that in a way because they won't like Christopher Maloney did. I don't see any of them getting no. through to the last. You've got a couple of contestants with young children, and yeah. you know they're going to milk that. They know they're going to yeah. go for the, the heartwarming story of, you know. Well, I think, are there any sort of favourites we, we've got at the moment? Is there anyone you'd like to see get into that final 12? No. Okay. Gary? Um, the Prison Woman. I think she deserves no, to get she's on irrelevant. the she's irrelevant. I would no, say, but I, you're, yeah, but I'm talking about she's in a category that gets the a place t- in the final. The two, the two well. I like, I will say, are um, as you mentioned, the Lisa Loeb girl, Abby. I think yeah, she's she's, she's I, got I, quite I, irrelevant, I, and she's different from all of the other girls in in the category yeah. who are simple sort of warblers, I would call them. Uh, yeah. And um, from the boys, I, th- oh, I can't remember his name now. The second lad, the big lad, not the not Ryan, not the is it Paul Craig Colton? No, no, no. Paul, I think his name is, <laughs> who's, who's sort of got a jazzy voice. Frankie, I, I know yeah. who you mean. Yeah, Paul and yeah. Abby would be my two um, to pick, and I mm. think obviously they're going to promote this girl band that they've put together at the last minute. 
who sounded terrible. Yeah, I, yeah but they'll, they'll get better. Well, uh, weren't Little Mix put together, I believe? Yeah. Um, uh, but the name uh, is also awful. Stop, look, no. listen. That's like a well, sort of... It wasn't that like a campaign about um, green lights. Yeah, in the green cross. Yeah, it was, it was a green cross code, that. They Darth Vader. Yeah. Can there I just say as well that I read a story today on the internet... Where uh, just to show you the the darker side of X Factor, that apparently Frankie Cocozo, formerly of the X Factor, is so down on his luck that he's put a thing on somewhere saying that if you give him seven hundred and fifty quid, he'll tattoo your name on his backside. Let's get on that. Well, as <laughs> far as I know, mine's already there. Okay. That was what, a deal one we more had thing before we before we move on because we've still got a lot to talk about. What happened to mm-hmm. Amy Mottram? To who? She just disappeared. You know the the sort of dumpy oh. Essex girl who was on it last year and came back this year? She got through the sing-off bit and she was in the final seat category because she was in. She was still backstage when Nicole came to say to the girl to, to grow some balls. She was still there then. We didn't see her. She wasn't on stage. She didn't. Bizarre. <laughs> she just disappeared, didn't she? No, no, no. She got a seat. No, Amy no. You're thinking, you're thinking of Jade Richards. No, no, I'm looking... Oh, no, you're right. They do look very similar. Yeah, Jade's the big oh. Scottish girl. Amy's yeah, yeah. the Amy's the uh, the chubby uh, Essex girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very complimentary, aren't I? <laughs> I've taken northern right, it, okay, it says here it was a straight no for Amy Mottram, so obviously they just didn't show it. But I found a link to a blog that says it was a straight no. A straight no, okay. Straight no, uh, so... Uh, Carrying on, anyway, we'll talk about X Factor, I'm sure. Do, Chris... do you know what we should talk about? Some telly. Some, some telly. proper scripted <laughs> telly. Go. I will, as we're on the weekend, I will I will continue this theme, and we will talk about Atlantis, the new... Uh... When you say we, you mean you, because I haven't seen it, and Gary hasn't seen, seen it. it so... Okay, I no. will talk about um, Atlantis, the new fantasy drama, sort of replacing what, you know, the Merlin slot. This is uh, written... Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. By is it Howard Overman? I forgot. It is of, mi- of Misfits. Uh, Misfits, and he also and Tom Merlin. Dirk Gently. Yeah, and uh, basically this was uh, my relative Jack Donnelly uh, starred him. I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> you, Jack, and Deck all yeah. together for a Sunday lunch. Oh, yeah, they're, they're coming around tonight. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, he plays um, a modern day character called Jason, who. Um, is trying to find out what happened to his father and he's doing some deep sea diving where he goes <laughs> as you do as you do goes through some sort of portal and ends up in the in the lost city of Atlantis so so 
back up a bit. So this, when you say modern day, he's a character living in 2013. He's a character living in 2013. His father sort of disappeared mysteriously. Uh, Through a simple accident. And then he, he goes diving and ends up in Atlantis. And oh, it, later, it later turns out that both he and his father were born in Atlantis, but he moved... His father moved him somehow oh. into the modern world. So we're not sure. So there's a bit. Who do you think you are? It Rick, is. Then? It is. Yeah. They realise <laughs> uh, what boost. And, and oddly as well, Pythagoras, the uh, the maths dude, is also three point one four. Yeah, is also living in in uh, the lost city of Atlantis. And I thought he was a real character rather than a, a you know. Was Lord a Lucan. What are the odds? Yeah. Was, was uh, Shogar there? Yes. <laughs> But who was there actually? And the oh. highlight for me of the uh, of the of the episode was uh, Mark Addy here playing a uh, sort of past his prime Hercules, who sort of all... that's how I would describe Mark Addy oh. anyway. Yeah. All, all of this sort of um, you know his his labours and is now just sort of a hard drinking, uh, you know, hard, yeah. pie eating. He was trying to put a group of men together to dance to. Uh, to build up his self-esteem a bit, yeah. was he? And to get the cash together it, to leave Atlantis. Does Pythagoras run a pie shop? No. Oh. Uh, and that actually was a joke used in uh, tonight's Some Girls, Luke. So, well done. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look what happened to me. Um, and also in this... should resign uh, now. <laughs> basically, the formula for this looks like that Jason is going to sort of be involved in a sort of famous <laughs> mythical battle every week. And will eventually win the hand of the uh, king's daughter while sort of yeah. trying to find out about his past. Juliet Stevenson is in this as well as the Oracle, and she's very good. And she obviously I, two questions about it. May I ask you a question? I'm finished. Not if it's similar to me. <laughs> oh, sorry, well, quick. And, and, and this week's battle was to do with the. I feel like I don't uh, need to watch it now. <laughs> okay, you ask me your questions. Has it? Has it got? The long-term appeal that um, uh, Merlin had. Can this run for four series? I think it's got the, the, the you know, the family, something for all the family. There's a couple of, you know, Mark Addy's got a couple of smutty jokes. There's some action for the for the kids. There's, you know... Smut for the dads. Something for, the, for dads. the dads. And, and I, <laughs> think, yeah, the I think it, it does... I think it's got that appeal that Merlin had for the family. Whether... Okay. I mean, I'm not much for fantasy dramas, so I'm I might no. not watch past you know one or two episodes, but that's my well, stuff. That is your way, uh, Luke. Um, I've got a couple of questions. One, um, is it right? Is that slot, that time slot, right? Because wasn't Merlin on a lot earlier in the Saturday evening? And two, uh, with all the special effects and stuff. Was it style over substance? As Mer- far as Merlin, uh, well, Merlin did start really early, didn't it? But then they, mm. uh, the, the last, certainly the last series was on at this same time. It was up against X Factor. Okay. It stole viewers from X Factor, didn't it? Because I think it is an alternative if families don't want their children, you know, watching uh, X Factor, which I can understand. I think uh, you know this family drama slot does provide a provide an alternative, and I think. As I said, it has got something for the whole family. And again, I don't think there were that many effects used. There was a, a whole sequence at the end with the Minotaur, and I think there will be sort of an effects-heavy sequence. But a lot of this first episode did rely mainly on the actors, and I think maybe that's, again, something that it's got going for it over some other fantasy dramas. 
But as you say, we can mock it all we like and make jokes and stuff. But, I mean, Sarah Parrish and Juliet Stevenson, yeah. they're two very big names. That and they're Mark Addy in... as well, I think. Yeah, you know. and they're brought into this mm. I this, think uh, got big that Saturday combination night, of, like Merlin had, because Merlin had Anthony Head and it had Richard Wilson in. But obviously, I think, as you, I I think, the, point, I think the point you're making is that these are sort of more actors who contemporary have... Contemporary actors. Contemporary actors yeah. who have got more of a, a back catalogue of maybe doing... You know, gritty, Also, I'd like to say that although it doesn't appeal to me, it never will because fantasy drama just isn't my bag. I think it is good that the BBC are trying to offer an alternative to Saturday night reality shows. And as we're on fantasy drama, I will pass over to Gary to give his views on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, it would appear I've seen no telly this week, yeah. but I will be back shortly. <laughs> Have a drink, Luke. Um, yeah. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the Avengers spin-off, so Avengers Assemble, Iron Man, Hulk, all those kind of uh, superhero movies. The writer, Joss Whedon, has written a sort of uh, collective piece uh, using his normal snappy, witty storylines and fast-paced action that you saw in things like Buffy and Firefly. Uh, it premiered oh, in America see. last week uh, and received huge ratings in the key 18 to 35 demographic. It did pretty well on Channel 4 on Friday night at 8 o'clock, and I really liked it. I think it was fast, I think it was funny, um, and I, I, I think it's got a good, uh, a good momentum. My only problem is, of course, they're making 22 of them, and uh, the interest could, could peter out, but that's American television for you a little bit sometimes. Is he in it, Peter, out? Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on to something Luke, I know Luke has seen, and we'll end, we've got three comedies now to end off with. First one, sort of a different sort of comedy to what we normally see, i.e. it was good. Uh, the Wrong Man's... Uh, I saw written, this. ...written and starring uh, James Corden and Matthew Bainton. Uh I'll give Luke the, the floor on this one as he hasn't had a lot to say up to this point. Well, firstly, I want to clear something up for myself. Everybody keeps saying Matthew Banton was in Peep Show. I don't remember... Um, I think he was in I the last remember. series, I think. Not... No. Um, so that's that. Uh, also, if, you, um, if you're thinking that James Corden's going to be a bit, a bit of a put-off, it's brilliant in that it really is really well done, really dark, and, and just it feels very different. Mm. Very sophisticated comedy as well. Uh, sophisticated and daft in the right amount mm. of, yeah, uh, of I both. Would... I just, I really enjoyed it. I didn't have high hopes and I don't know why. No. I think com- I think I've been beaten by so many comedies nowadays. But I really, really enjoyed this. And it did the best BBC Two comedy launch since extras for Ricky Gervais, Steve Merchant back in I mean, 2005. BBC Two have had a good year because I think didn't The Fool earlier in the year, that did the best drama launch for years and years, didn't it, as well? Yeah, The Fool did really well. Whether we liked it or not, Count Arthur no. Strong did well for them. Um, um, but yeah, we should say this, basically, it's a sort of comedy thriller. Matthew Bainton's character, was it Sam? I think his name was. Then. Yes. Uh, basically gets involved in a car accident, finds a phone in the middle of the road it rings he picks it up and it uh, and the other the voice on the other end said if you don't get to get the money to me you know later in the day i'm going to kill your wife and so starts like a sort of you know uh, fish out of water thriller he gets james corden's mail room uh, assistant involved in it as well and as you you are right it's got that sort of thriller element i mean the director 
has previously done a couple of films in America, so that helps. Mm. And it's a co-production with the Hulu as well, so they've obviously mm. got a bit of extra money. David Harewood from, from Homeland even popped up for a yeah, very did, small cameo yeah. appearance that you may not have even spotted. I didn't, I who, was it, who, who did he play? Like, he was the doctor in the operating theatre. See, I didn't yeah, notice yeah. him. I noticed uh, Jason mm. Watkins, but I didn't notice David mm. Harewood. Yeah, there, there were a couple Hayward. of bits in this that I really liked. I really liked the animation bit at the end that recapped the whole first episode. Mm. Did you I can't see that. Oh, you've got to go back and watch that yeah, in the I closing credits. Yeah. There's an amazing animation that then just does like the whole first episode like really quickly. Like shows I don't the know car crash. The preview had that on it. it. Did. I don't know. Oh, did it? Go, Sorry, go back and watch that. It's worth watching just for that. And I, I really like the kind of the slapstick humour of mm. the, of the wrong bed in the hospital, of him yeah. being yeah. wrong. They had that, they had to me, the, that was laugh out loud funny. They had the combination yeah. of so the the mundane, you know, the stuff with the Sarah Salmani, you know, his ex girl. Yeah. Who I didn't like in this, to be fair. No, but I, I don't think like you her. were meant to like her very much, were you? You weren't no. meant to like her, and you, you assume that he'll find like a glamorous female love interest, maybe as the as the series progresses. Yeah. Or he'll win her back. I don't know. Yeah. But the sort of the mundane stuff in the in the county council and mixed with the sort of more thriller elements and the slapstick elements. What it reminded me of, and I said this to Luke earlier in the week, not in terms of content, but in terms of, you know, it's a comedy with a proper story. It uh, Like Psychoville or League of Gentlemen, which had a story. Yeah. At, at... I, t- I, was a, I was a bit suspicious at the start because I didn't like the sort of flashbacks to the party mm. and things like that. But once it got going, I just thought that the time, fair enough, it was half an hour, it flew by. I love the fact that it was it was no laughter track or no live audience yeah. like Gavin and Stacey was. Perfect. If they only do one series of this and it wraps up mm, with agree. a satisfying conclusion, I don't think I'll have any problems with it at all. I think it was really well done. Okay. And I have to say the promotion for this for BBC really sold it. As well, yeah. they did a great job in making not giving you away anything, but making you watch the show. Okay, moving on to something I think we have mixed feelings on, judging by something Gary said on Twitter. <clears throat> uh, London Irish, a a sitcom about four. Uh, I think they're all twenty somethings, aren't they? I think that's a fair. All from mm. well, I don't know where the Broner is. Okay, I think Broner might be okay. a little older. Uh, all... Let's not split all... hairs. Yeah, over okay, youngsters. Right. Let's say youngsters uh, living in Ireland. Teens <laughs> living in Ireland, living in London, all Irish, and basically have you know their uh, existence. I suppose it, there wasn't a lot of plot here as when you compare it to the wrong man. There was a guy with one hand. There was a guy with one hand. What I liked about this, and Gary can tell me why he didn't like it in a minute. Uh, was as someone. I mean, I've spent a lot of time with Irish people, and I think this. I I found this to be quite realistic of some of the sort of stuff that you know. If you spend a lot of time listening to what they talk about, this is how they talk. I think it benefited from the fact that it didn't have sort of any recognisable faces other than Ardlo Hanlon, who was only briefly in it in a sort of cameo. And I thought that I thought the it sort of had that farcical element about it. I mean, the stuff with the. The lad, you know, wearing the dress and, the, as you said, the guy with the one hand. I thought it all worked and it built up to that final scene. And I think the one thing I will say is that originally this was meant to be... It was meant to be two episodes on Tuesday night. And I think that would have worked 
a bit better because you would have sort of got to know the characters a bit more. But I definitely enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. And it did some of the things that, you know, the swearing and that sort of, you know, the, the sort of sexual dialogue that I don't usually like in sitcoms, but I think worked in the context here. Right, Gary, go. Well, considering that one of my favourite sitcoms at the moment is Bad Education, can I tell you that I found London Irish, and I'll give you my four-word review, crude, rude, and unfunny. This is the worst thing I have seen in a very long time. This is putting together a whole bunch of unfunny people into one series that has no running theme or storyline, and basically filtering a load of swear words. If I was, if this was on the BBC, I'd be right into points of view. How this do you know it's got no storyline though? It's only had one episode. Because I didn't see any merit. I watched ten minutes and turned off, and I deleted hang it straight on, away. Hang on, hang on. I don't on. think you could. I don't think watching ten. Come minutes on. Is... Okay, Luke, you you be devil's advocate here. Well, I'm going to be devil's Adam's apple, as Matt says. Um, I think it shows you um, how the state of comedy at the moment. I mean, London Irish wasn't good, but by the well, wasn't great, I should say. But by the state of comedy today, was actually quite enjoyable. Oh, I, come I on, agree. There were two better comedies on in the same week. How can you say yeah. that? I, I agree that the the language was crude, but I I also agree with Matt that perhaps it was the way people speak. It's not the way I speak. No. I know it's Gary. Sort of once rhythm, we, once it's the st- rhythm of the dialogue, and I think the fact yeah. that you didn't stay to the end, I think you missed some of the. I mean, the, the first mm. half of the episode was setting up the gags that worked so well in the second half. I don't know yeah. if you. Yeah, I, I mean, I watch. I will watch more. Mm. I don't think it's to the level as Gary says of bad education. No. Or, or, or no, but I'm just, I, I use know. that as an example because I'm not averse to comedy that sometimes goes a little bit over the line. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mm. I but didn't I do, make it seem yeah. as if I'm a prude and therefore, you know, anything that's... No, I don't, well, even if you are, I mean, that's... that's and Gary, I do, but, I do agree that there were two better comedies on this week, but there hasn't really been any better no, comedy apart from maybe bad... But education. if we're comparing it to, a, to other brand new comedies this year, then this is one of the better yeah. ones in, in a year that has provided us with very little alternatives. Patting cabbage and vicious and, uh, you know, exactly. strong. Right, and I, finishing I, off... I'm, oh, I'm afraid I don't want to settle for OK comedy. Well, I don't think it's my I think that's what we're going to have to... We, yeah. That's what we've been settling for okay. for years, though, uh, outside of the uh, long run. And uh, saying goodbye now to one of the 
but you know, above average sitcoms is, has, has left us this week with the, the IT Crowd's final episode. Uh, basically, here nothing had changed. You know, uh, Jen and Roy and Moss were still the same sort of losers, yeah. and I liked how there wasn't any sort of big explosive final storyline. The, the stories were all rather mundane still, and felt like they sort of fit the style of the show, and it and it felt like a sort of definitive ending with them. Ending up running the 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 company in the end, just in in the sort of surreal manner that you're used to from the IT crowd. Um, Gary, I'll go to you, and you can tell me what you thought of this final. Well, I'm a big big like, big fan of the IT crowd. I loved it, and I did like the ending, or the, the kind of like the non-ending, as you say. This was just, you know, obviously the the writer uh, Graham Linnan just wanted to end the IT crowd. There was a big big call for another series, and he just said he couldn't do it. So he's finished it off with a pretty decent last episode, to be fair. Mm. And I, 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 there was lots, I of, think, good, lots yeah. of good gags. And... I think what was good about this was the fact that he, you know, in the past with like Father Ted in Black Books, I don't think he's done a, a sort of definitive final episode to any of his, his shows. Well, he wasn't I, able to for Father Ted because no. the guy died. But I think so... Father Ted, was it was meant to be the last episode, even if he hadn't mm. died, I think. I think that was meant to be for that time the final episode. Okay, anyway, fair this fair was point. this was, and I I liked the sort of you know the mocking of Twitter and and anonymous uh, and things like that, and the 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 Korean news uh, cartoons. Oh yeah, and, and and the sort of hints back as well. You know the references to past episodes for fans of the show, you, you and the bit where got... he, he broke the fourth wall and said, you know, isn't this weird? Things like this don't happen to normal people, and and yeah. there was just a lot of that. The undercover boss, uh, sorry, secret millionaire thing. I loved that as well. I just think it was a fitting ending for a show that has sort of thrived on sort you, of surreal comedy, and it, and it worked for me. Have you seen the um, the new series of Arrested Development that was on? Bid on no, Netflix? I have no. There were a lot of links to that. The, oh. the, the 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 people who got together with the masks at the end was a real link. There's a scene in that where he talks about that. Was it the anonymous or something? Yeah. So and have I've only I've just finished watching the new series of that. So um, Luke, have you watched this? I really, I, I watched this, I watched it Friday night uh, when it was on television. Um, I have to be honest, the first sort of 15 minutes um, with with all the coffee stuff and things, I was sort of thinking, is is it just going to be like one long episode of the IT crowd? But when it, when it started to all piece together and storylines connect... That was the that was what kept me going. It was very funny. I particularly like, which neither of you have mentioned yet, and I think is worthy of mentioning, uh, the fact that he brought back uh, some of the best yes. elements of previous episodes. The internet, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the the mention of one of my favourite episodes where Roy ends up uh, pretending to be disabled. Yeah, I mean that's they what I meant. Sort of, that bit where he broke the fourth wall and, and said, yeah, "This is all sort of remember and reminding people." Well. Yeah, Noel Fielding was sort of there at a token. I don't really, I don't really think he should have been there. But to be fair, I thought as a final episode and as a goodbye, it worked. It's completely zany. That's what the IT crowd was. Um, I loved everything going viral. I loved um, the dwarf and uh, all the little person. I should perhaps say and all the coffee. I, I, I just enjoyed it. Okay. And I, it, it, it does make me think that we don't do comedy like that anymore. No. And perhaps there won't be one for a while. Here's how much uh, I liked it. I've saved it on the hard drive. Okay. okay. So. Also, Moss as Superman within Lady Slacks. 
was uh, very good as well. And now I and now I will uh, pass over to Gary for quite a lengthy preview section, which I hope well, he will be through. I'll, I'll I'll try not to take too long on this. Uh, firstly, coming up the, this coming Monday, that's today if you're listening to this podcast, Monday the 30th of September, at 10 o'clock on Fox, uh, is the return of the sixth series of True Blood, which is the vampire one that's a HBO production in America. Uh, has a big audience, does well on DVD sales, not something I've ever got into. Also at 10 o'clock on BBC Three, the aforementioned second series of Some Girls, where you can read with your eyes Matt Donnelly's review. So uh, I, I, I would recommend reading the review instead of watching the programme. Mm. I'd, I'd recommend doing anything other than watching the episode, by the sounds of it. Uh, t- t- um, at 9 o'clock tomorrow night, that's Tuesday the 1st, is um, a, the first of five series or five programmes that Sky Living are doing about Drama Matters. The first of which is called The Psychopath Next Door, which stars Anna Friel. Um, and um, it also stars Eva Burstwhistle, Claire Kenlan and Catherine Drydson. It's written by Not the Eva Burstwhistle. Whatever. Uh, and it's written by Julie Rutterford, who wrote About a Girl and Life on Mars. Um, and um, there's not a lot you can find out about this one, but I think from the pictures that I've seen, um, there's one of these characters has a broken leg, and Anna Friel looks quite nice. Does it? Anna Friel play a, a, a sort of a therapist who moves into a neighbourhood and and yeah, she makes scenes. new friends. And I think that's, that's the uh, yes, so give that a watch. Um, on Thursday at ten thirty a.m. Yes, we're going to talk about a daytime show. What? Uh, I know. The only reason I'm putting this in is it's the twenty fifth anniversary of this morning. Um, which, you know, let's face it, if we've all been home ill during the week, we perhaps have turned on this morning. Um, and apparently Richard and Judy are coming back for one episode. I what about the floating map? But, I believe but, that's back. But Fern isn't. Fern's Fern, the, well, you Fern's wouldn't, you wouldn't, you Fern, wouldn't want her in. Yeah, Fern's been spurned. Well, fair enough. She's the elephant in the room. <laughs> well, well, hey. As long as Fred's back. Was, Before she had all them rive eaters, she was. Is Fred back or is Fred dead? Did Fred die? No, Fred was um, Fred part of Utrecht. Isn't Fred investigated for Utrecht? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is. He is. Oh, there we'll there are storm clouds gathering over Fred's house. Oh, no. How, how has I'm not bringing Fred up again. Particular. Anyway, um, on the, the same night, on the night of that week, uh, we've got the second what? part of the drama, <laughs> uh, drama series called Lawless. Uh, this stars Saran Jones, uh, and she's playing a um, a, a, a lawyer. Uh, in Judge's Chambers. So there's a bit of a silk reference here. Um, also starring Jonathan Cage and uh, Lindsay Duncan. Uh, will either? Will any of us watch these? Because my, I mean, me. Accused is is an hour long, you know, an hour long one off story. But really, these are like forty seven minutes. Yeah, I'll watch. I'll stories. watch these. Maybe not on the day. Maybe I'll watch them on catch up. But aren't I'll they? Watch... Aren't sorry? Aren't they like? Pilot seasons, aren't they're, they? They're yeah, but I don't see Saran Jones being free to do a show on Sky Living, really. But I think this is when what it... we were saying. You know, if we're talking about is there a lack of good drama, lack of good comedy, this is what channels should be doing. Putting on some showcases and letting the audience, you know, vote with their fingers, you know. You know, if they watch them, then make them like them, talk about them on Twitter, then make them into a show. We shall see. We shall see. Uh, on the same night, at the same time, but on a different channel, uh, there's the Hotel of Mum and Dad. Uh, now, this is on BBC Three. Now, this is a six-part, um, more kind of like factual show uh, that's talking about what happens when parents have to have their children move back into home. 
Um, so it's made by no, men. It's the other way around. It's kind of the, it's the opposite way. Is it the yeah, other it, one? Oh, it's, and it's yes, not right, much of a, it's not sort of factual. It's more sort of it's it's sort Reality of young sort dumb of and living off mum sort of esque. But this is right, yeah. this but, this is yeah. sort of them trying to you know budget for their week and things yeah. like that. These are people who live at home and are trying out what was not the living one at recently? home. Was that BBC Three or was it Channel Four where people had to live on the doll in the nineteen twenties or something? That was Channel 4. That was Channel 4. Yeah. I, I, I loved the concept, but the actual the way they did it made it very dull, and I'm wondering... I couldn't watch it. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah, no, it was dull television, but the idea was great. Yeah. Uh, Friday at 9pm sees the return of Have I Got News For You for its 93rd season. Um, is it honestly gone? I know, well, no, I think it's something like that. Um, I'm not sure who the guest host is this Friday. David Mitchell. There you are, David Mitchell. And he's never on it. Who's hosting another quiz show starting next Sunday on Channel 4, so... Yeah. Was it something I said? Uh, yes, which looks like a QI ripoff. Um, yeah. But I won't also, be watching Mickey Flanagan's involved in that one. No. Although he was quite good on um, uh, Mot the Week occasionally. Um, also at 9.30, <laughs> uh, set your alarms to go and do anything but watch the second series of Citizen it, Khan it, on 9.30. It, it, in what is quickly being known as the return of the awful sitcoms week, I think you'll agree. Indeed, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Dear BBC, I can always read my letter to uh, Points of View. Is Points of View even on? I don't even know. No. Yeah, it's not on at the moment, but it still exists. It's still there occasionally. It's, uh, I think it's aim to get a letter read out on Points Jeremy of View. Jeremy Vine. Dear really? God. I prefer his brother, Tim. Um, eight out of ten cats returns uh, almost at the same time as Have I Got News For You? Hmm. Channel 4, well, what are you at doing? The, at the same time, not almost. Same... Not almost, at, exactly at the same time. Yes. Um, that with uh, with Jimmy Carr. It feels weird because, of course, we've had lots of uh, 8 out of 10 cats does countdown recently, so it doesn't really feel like they've been away, but... Um... They have. If, if you like that series, then you'll like this. Um, and lastly, from me, um, the new Sky Living drama from the US called The Blacklist starts at nine o'clock on Friday, uh, starring James Spader as a an eluded uh, captive um, for the de- for decades from the FBI. He offers to come in, sort of like a Hannibal Lecter type, offers to help the FBI, but has to be helped uh, by a certain detective um, who's fairly uh, a bit like, sounds a bit like that um, one with Kevin Bacon as well. Yes, a li- little bit like that. Not a lot of other people in it, apart from James Spader. Um, even sort of... Well, is it like a solo thing? No, but like the names... Are names, uh, there aren't oh, a lot of names. Oh, right. Name characters. Okay. But, uh, again, this, <laughs> so it's like a monologue. They started very recently in America and again was well received. And I suppose probably the other series that it's similar to, a little bit like the following, uh, which did very well on Sky Atlantic. So worth worth looking into. And I'll be doing that. And that's the end of those um, those ruddy pre- previews. If you have any uh, comments to add to uh, this hour-long podcast, it's amazing how long we can chat for. Uh, you can reach us all on Twitter or visit us on the website, thecustardtv.com. Should you want to reach us via the Twitterverse, though, I'm at Luke Custard TV. The token northerner is at Matt's TV Bites. And the one who knows no names is... At the Gary Show. Maybe I know that call him the man with no names. I knew a few names in that episode. Do you mind? The man with few names. Uh, <laughs> I'm not the to- at least I'm not the token southerner. Ooh. No, you are. You are, actually. Oh, okay. Also at the website is an interview we did last week uh, with um, one of the Dave- directors. David Brindley. Directors. David 
David Brimley about um, how they make and put together Channel 4's hit um, reality stroke documentary series, Educating Yorkshire. It, he was a fascinating oh, he, person he was to lovely. talk to. And absolutely lovely. And uh, if you're a fan of the show, well worth a listen. It's still a big show that we are putting all of our support behind. And um, it, it, it's well, if you haven't seen it, please go and watch Educating Yorkshire. It, it's so good. And particularly if we're just talking about it for a split second. Last, uh, the most recent episode oh, yeah. about the two girls, easily my, my favourite of the well, lot. Yeah. Definitely. I was so drawn in by that, you've no idea. it was idea. so different from, from any of the other episodes that we've had on. And I loved, I loved the one girl whose name escapes me now, Hadika. Yeah. I thought she was just lovely. And watch, I genuinely if you haven't seen understand. that, watch it instead of some girls, because it's a lot better representation of, of you know, teenage girls. Of modern girl. day women, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I couldn't understand a word, uh, I think it was Sa- Samia. Safia. Safia? Safia, my apologies. Couldn't understand a word that she was saying. You're not northern, that's but why. I mean, you're not from Yorkshire. Very much like some girls. But yeah, it's a brilliant episode. Please go and watch it and listen to the podcast where we talk about it. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thecustardtv.com. Uh, not .com, sorry. Just facebook.com forward slash thecustardtv. That's the one. And uh, it also, we've got a poll running on the website now, which we'd like your views on. About will you? Yeah, will you be... Tuning in to the Voice Series 3, given all the changes, yes or no is the answer you can give. Is there not a maybe uh, Vote option? online now. There should be a maybe option. I no, I think it's very black and white. Uh, download this podcast. We'll be back very soon. Thank you very much. Bye. 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 Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.